Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the All Things Leeds podcast uh, with myself, Ed McIntyre, and sat opposite me in the studio is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm doing good, mate. Yeah? Terrible weather today, but you know, you put up with it, It's don't been you? dreadful. It has been dreadful. Non-stop raining. I've come here through the waves for <laughs> to record once again. Yeah, well, thank, thank you very much for <laughs> coming along, uh, <laughs> you, as you, always. You've been all right, then? Yeah, I've been alright, been alright, been good, been good, thank you. Nice uh, started uni again this week. I don't uh, start on Thursday. Look at you, Trended look at it. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, g- I've been good, I've been good, you've been good, which is uh, all good. And hopefully everyone who is uh, listening as well, hopefully you've all been good uh, too. Uh, it's just me and Charles again this week, but there is still plenty to discuss in this episode. Uh, we will, of course, uh, look back on Leeds United's last game where we bottled a win as we drew 1-1 uh, with Derby County at Allen Road. Uh, that game was, of course, last Saturday. Uh, we'll also discuss the uh, Leeds United under-23s and uh, their last game. Uh, they, unfortunately, uh, lost 2-1 to Hull City away at the KCOM Stadium last Friday. Uh, we've also got plenty of news to discuss, including Leeds United winning a trophy. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa and Leeds United won the Fair Play Award at the FIFA Best Football Awards 2019, uh, which took place uh, last Monday night. How we won this, I have no idea. It's a nice surprise, though, and we uh, will uh, talk about that uh, later on. And uh, then we'll finish off by looking ahead to Leeds United's next game. Uh, that sees them take on Lee Boyers, Charlton, Athletic away at the Valley this Saturday. This is the All Things Leeds podcast. So let's start then uh, by going over Saturday's game. Uh, Leeds United joined 1-1 with Derby County at Ellen Road. And uh, Charles, it feels like a loss, doesn't it? We, we were by far the better team in this game. Uh, we controlled the game, but we, we just bottled the win, gifted Derby a point. Yeah, we were we were spectacular in the first half. We just weren't we weren't ruthless enough with our with our dominance. As I mean, we, which is a pretty much a constant theme with yeah. United. Yeah, we seem to be years. saying that way too much. We uh, we absolutely destroyed them. We probably should have been three or four nil up at least by the half time. By the time the half time whistle went, uh, we 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 were just destroying them. We robbed the uh, possession from them constantly and easily in their own uh, final third, uh, our final third. Our final of their final, whichever <laughs> way around it is, yeah, the, 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 where their <laughs> keeper is, the final third. Um, they very rarely got the ball at all. They were very rarely over the halfway line. Yeah, um, their their strategy was to basically punt it to Wagon, who would then moan about being fouled despite not being fouled. He was moaning constantly throughout the game. Yeah, and was never once fouled. <laughs> He, uh, <laughs> whenever someone competed with him in the air, he complained about it. Yeah, he did. I mean, Derby County, they, they were really poor in this game. They're probably the worst side we have played all season so far. I would say Stoke were worse. Yeah. I, w- I would argue. In Stoke, the league? In the league, yeah. They were worse. They were yeah. just terrible. But Derby County were poor. They, I mean, were, they were very def- poor. Definitely the worst team to come to Helen Road this season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, they, were, they, they, were, they were just dreadful. They didn't really get any rhythm going. They couldn't get the ball. When they did get, did get the ball, they couldn't they couldn't seem to get any kind of consistent possession, consistent passing moves going. Yeah, we we would we were Dallas was destroying them down the wings on the, on the one side. Alioski wasn't really wasn't we were a lot more dangerous down Dallas's side, but Alioski wasn't facing any trouble down his side. Yeah, uh, Phillips was breaking up the play easily enough. There was it was just 
it was like a training game. I think we had at yeah. half time we had seventy eight percent possession. They had no shots uh, on, <laughs> on on target or off target. They had um, they they just had. I think they'd only made about. Um, 80, 80 or 90 passes by the half time whistle I'm not sure how many they made not many at all <laughs> they, they were just being destroyed and we'd made like 200 and something passes by half time <laughs> something <laughs> silly we, we, we were just destroying them yeah. and, and, but we just whenever we got into them positions it was just players laying it off for each other laying it off for each other and then they, the dad would get back and they'd clear the ball yeah. and then we'd have to go again yeah it was very frustrating I mean we, we really were in complete control of this game fantastic first half as you say we could have and should have scored a lot of goals Bamford Patrick Bamford had a lot of good opportunities the one that comes to mind is his one on one with the keeper where he decided to try and chip the keeper even though the keeper's always jumping up to be fair to him I think if he had a shot at the keeper would have saved it the keeper was too close to him I I just think he needs to smash it and keep it on the floor and not sky it over the bar and and he missed a number of a number of chances of Patrick Bamford and you know Bamford he had a really good game I felt he held the ball well he got well stuck in I thought he was brilliant pressing as well he was very good it, it's just when he gets into those positions, he just doesn't score. And for, for me, he's just not as put as prolific a strike as he should be. Really, he's not a goal scorer. No, he's he just doesn't seem to have that uh, that kind of merciless instinct about yeah. him that Enketi has got when he's in the six yard box. Um, that one where he hits the post is the is the main one because he's 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 about two yards out. All he's got to do is put that on target and it's in. It's yeah. goal. It just doesn't have a cutting edge, does he? No, and he hits the post and. How many times last season? Like, uh, remember last season Birmingham away when he was about a yard out, yeah. the post, and then we go on to lose that game one nil. Yeah. It's just we're constantly getting screwed over by fine margins, <laughs> just <laughs> the, the finest of margins. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. It, it's, it's very frustrating. Yeah, the, the, the whole the home campaign at the moment it has been very frustrating. Yeah, it really has. Uh, with that, that that solitary win against Brentford, that's all we've had so far. Lost against Swansea, drew against Forest, drew against Derby. We should have beaten Forest. We should have beaten Derby. We should have beaten Swansea. We should have, we should really beaten Swansea. Although I think you couldn't, you couldn't have said a point would have been an unfair result for yeah. the Swansea game because they were they were defensively pretty good. Nil nil probably wouldn't have been a fair result in that game, mm. uh, despite the dominance. But we really shouldn't have lost any games, and we should have picked up a lot more points than we have done. We should have picked up four more from the Forest and Derby games. We should have picked uh, another one from that uh, Swansea game at least. So that's another five points. And when you think where the league is now, we could be five points clear. We could be in the similar position that Liverpool are in the Premier League, where they're five or six points clear and not really, not really bothered about what anyone else is doing. And now where, now there's one point separating like first yeah. and sixth, and yeah. it's tight, and there's pressure on, and this, it's frustrating because it's needless. Yeah. It didn't need to be like this. Yeah, it's massively frustrating. Yeah. But, uh, uh, having said that, uh, uh, Away games, we've won our last six. So <laughs> as, if, if, we, if we win every away game this season and draw every home game, as annoying as that would be, we're still going to win the league. Yeah, and it's a big ask as well, though. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Derby game, though, of course, the one goal that we scored in this game uh, came on 20 minutes. Uh, ironically, out of the many goals that we should have scored, the goal that we that we do score is an own goal. Max Lowe putting the ball into the uh, back of his own net after the keeper uh, saved uh, Dallas's shot straight into Lowe's feet, uh, which is unfortunate for, the, for them, but... It, yeah. Well, it was it, that was only the case because whenever we attacked and got anywhere near their box, they put like four players on the line. So it was going to happen at some point that <laughs> someone was going to score an own goal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I mean, it would have been a regular goal if it hadn't been if he'd been defending properly and running out towards Dallas. It was a great effort from Dallas. Dallas had another one that was tipped over the bar. 
in the first half. That was a really good effort. And he was he was another good performance from Stuart Dallison. It's looking harder and harder for Luke Hale to break back into the starting yeah, lineup. It really is. We'll, we'll get on to Luke Hale in a, a later on. But uh, yeah, one nil at half time. It could have been five or six nil at half time to Leeds United. Three or four, I think it would. would if it were three 0 it would not have been unfair yeah. on Derby at all. <laughs> but it was a fantastic first half on Leeds United, in complete control. But the second half comes out. Charles, explain this second half to me because I didn't quite know what this was. It just seemed like, for me, we we, we kind of we came out and we were. We, it was it, for the first ten or fifteen minutes, maybe the first kind of ten minutes ish. We were as good as we were in the first half. And then from about, at the absolute latest, from about 60 minutes onwards, we just, we stepped off them. We were winding the game. We you can't wind the game down at 60 minutes into a game. We were winding the game down. We were um, sitting deeper and deeper and deeper. We weren't closing people down in, in midfield. We weren't winning the second balls that we were winning in the first half. We, and it's, it's all cliches, but those are the things you need to do yeah. to, to remain in a game, up the pitch and out of danger. And yeah, we, did, we weren't doing them. Yeah, we weren't. And, uh, we weren't creating as many chances. Um, I thought Pablo faded quite badly in the second half. Yeah, I thought Pablo had, had quite a ball game. Did Pablo Hernandez had quite a ball game? Did go off in um, the second half, but the ch- the ch- for me, it wasn't too. The good. changes that, that we made to try and address the issues as the game went on the second half. Uh, Bielsa said he tried to strengthen the left hand side because he felt we were getting a bit overrun down the left, so he brought Douglas on. And moved Alioski up. I which, thought Douglas were poor. We, we seemed weaker when we brought Douglas on. Douglas for me is just too slow when it, when he comes on. He 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 doesn't really affect the game as much. Yeah, he's great at set pieces, but just down that left hand side, I I don't rate him at all. Really, no. We we've we've not really had the player we we were supposed to have signed from Wolves. No. The uh, the amazing Championship player from two seasons ago. He doesn't seem to have materialised yeah. at, at Leeds, which is uh, of course has been annoying. riddled with injuries. He has. He's had a lot of injuries, but you know he's back fit now. He's he's been back fit for a couple of weeks. Uh, I know he hasn't had much game time, but you need you expect better from him. And I thought we would maybe the solution is moving Dallas over to the left. I know you always moan about having right yeah. right footed players at left back, <laughs> but Dallas on the left and then nailing back on the right. And that could address the kind of balance issues yeah. that we've been facing. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's an option there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the substitutes that we did make, it just didn't really affect much of the game at all, really. You touched on it earlier, though. Uh, the real good chance of the second half came at the feet of Patrick Bamford, where uh, he hit the ball onto the post. Um, but after that, the game like just got really boring for me. We, we, we just sat but, back. But we had the perfect opportunity to win it. With yeah. The, uh, Bamford kind of mugged Keogh off into, into, and won a penalty off him, which is ridiculously easy <laughs> to do because Keogh is a t- terrible footballer. Yeah. Uh, and he ran straight into the box and he just got legged up by Keogh. Right, straight, penalty. No arguments from the Derby players. Keeper dives the wrong way. Mateus Click fires it wide of the post. Yeah. Not only can I not believe it, no one in the pub I'm sat in can believe it. No. From the look of the TV, no one in the ground can no, believe no it. No one in the ground can believe the, it the, at the all. The Derby players were amazed that we didn't score the penalty. Yeah, because Mateus Click the week before, obviously, obviously against Barnsley, scored the most perfect penalty you'll ever see. He, he, he went for an identical penalty as well. He went yeah. for the same pen. I mean, it was a good penalty. It just wasn't on target. It's not a good penalty. It's not on target. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you're coming out with Michael Owen phrases now. That has to be on target yeah. to be a good but pen. Was was Click just way too overconfident here? I think I was. I think it was. I almost like overconfident. I would say he was just casual. Yeah. I think if you'd uh, if you'd run up, wait for the keeper to dive, stop dead, and passed it down the middle of the goal, we'd be going, "What an absolute genius! Two 0 We've won this game." <laughs> Two points clear at the top of the league. 
two fingers up to Fat Frank and the rest of the Derby supporters and um, and Koku the clown and we all go home. <laughs> but and then we ruined it. Yeah, it's we, very, ruined, we, we, yeah. we just faded. That we, we missed the perfect chance. Then we just faded. Yeah. Do you change the penalty taker now? I mean, you can't, you can't just keep changing the penalty taker. What yeah. we need to do is Click's very good at penalties. Well, That's the first one he mi- he's missed in about twenty penalties. I think Enketia's probably should be on penalties, but he doesn't start any, start games. That's the problem. <laughs> What we need to do is pick someone who starts every week yeah. and have them practice pens 50 times in training oh. every week. But Click is a very good penalty taker. He's, he's missed one in... in 21. He, yeah, he, is, he's got the rest. And he, yeah, he was, like you'll see him at the end of the game, he was livid with himself. Yeah. I, I think we do keep keep Click on there. It's just if he does keep on missing, and then you try and change it. But if we get another penalty in the next few games, give Click it. And if he scores it, brilliant and fantastic and you keep him on penalties. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's, there's a, a massive penalty crisis. We do seem to miss a lot of penalties. But for, for me, I'd, I'd keep Click on there. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we did miss the penalty. Just too confident and he rolled the ball wide of the left post. And the penalty, it was a massive turning point in, in the game in, in terms of momentum. Uh, Derby kind of got a bit, bit of confidence from that, as I think any team would if, if their if well, yeah, opponents miss the penalty because they obviously get the mentality alright we've, we've had a massive let off there we're only 1-0 down we can get back into this whereas Leeds are shell shocked thinking we should be 2-0 up this yeah. game should be over and now we've got a battle for the, yeah. for the last 25 minutes yeah. and they'll be pushing for an equaliser yeah. and, then, and then we just after this we just sat back let Derby keep the ball and for me I was I was looking at I mean it was quite it became quite boring because uh, Derby were just passing the ball around doing nothing with it and I was just thinking and the least players just thinking we've already won this game yes it's only 1-0 but we, we've been dominant we're going to win this game and Derby we'll just let you keep the ball because you've been poor this entire game and you're going to do nothing with it is it a mentality thing really do you think it was yeah I think we just we just looked like we, we just looked a bit tired we looked a bit jaded we looked like we just were waiting for it to end yeah I mean Derby's manager Philip Koku said in his press conference after the game uh, Leeds United, the way that they play is very good, but they're going to get tired eventually. Oh, yeah. They can't carry that I'm on sure, for 90 I'm sure minutes. He was passing off at his <laughs> tactical masterclass of no. it being shite but, for 70 minutes. <laughs> but, I do, <laughs> but I do think he had a good point there. We, we do play fantastic, but we can't keep that in t- that that kind of intensity in our performance for the whole 90 minutes, and tiredness is going to play a factor. I, mean, I don't agree with that because I think we have done before. I think this was just a a very poor second half of the game. Probably one of the poorest halves of football the second half. Yeah, absolutely. But, but absolutely. the first half was one of the best halves of football we've played. The second half was one of the worst. Yeah, so. it, it was so weird. It was like a completely different game, wasn't so it? It was just, it's just, like I was saying earlier, it's just the, these horrible kind of sliding doors moments, these fine margins which have, um, have let us down. We'll just have to make up for it at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we just sat back in this game for the last 20 minutes or so. Derby came matters. Uh, we brought on Costa and Enketia, but pretty much for no reason because we just didn't go forward at all. Um, but yeah, the, the missed chan- penalty and missed chances, they did end up costing us. Uh, Chris Martin, uh, the 40-year-old or whatever it is, Chris Martin, who's been around for years and years, uh, he equalised the derby uh, in added time. The only real chance of a game, they put it away. So poor goal to, con- to concede for Leeds United as well. Yeah, it was just, they just burst down our left and there was nobody near them. And then we only had like two defenders in our box and they, uh, the through ball... Found their play at the back post. He laid it off, and then obviously Chris Martin scores. I can't, can't really blame Casey much for that. There's not much you can do about it. Yeah, it's one on one. 
Um, and it's just, I was furious. I yeah, was so annoyed. I, I think everyone was just absolutely fuming after that. I mean, yes, yeah, so 1-1 was the final score, but we, we should have been out of sight. We really should have been out of sight, and we, we really did bottle the win, and everyone was just absolutely furious after the game. Yeah, someone had to go at Phillips, it seemed, in the stand. Yeah, that, that I, I hated that. A Legion United fan, so-called Legion United fan. I'd rather him not go into Ellen Road at all if you're going to abuse players such as Karen Phillips, who I thought had a good game. Yeah, 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 an excellent game. Um, play, he, he won the ball, intercepted the ball so many times in midfield. He brilliant tackles uh, to get us um, to kind of get us back on the front foot. But don't really, sadly, it don't really mean much. If we don't get the yeah. three points. It, it's it's a it's a results uh, game. Is football? We need yeah. the three points, but especially when you're playing a team as terrible as Derby are, and they are terrible. Yeah, they are. They, they are going to be lower mid table this yeah. season. But the, the fan at the end, uh, giving Cameron Phillips a bit of abuse, don't do that. Well, don't that, do that. Border. I mean, I, we were all annoyed. We were all annoyed. And what you do is, when you're annoyed after, after a result like that, you leave the ground a bit, a, a bit, a bit angry. You go have a few pints. You, you, you wake up the following day. You get over it. You wait till the next week, and we get three points next week. You don't stand about abusing players. Yeah, especially players like Cameron Phillips, who is we've had man. good games and who are crucial to the team. And he, I know we're all frustrated the fact that we keep conceding late goals. We've not conceded a goal earlier than the 78th minute, so there appears to be a problem this season of seeing games out, which is quite frustrating, which I'm sure Bielsa will be wanting to address. Yeah. But there's no there's no reason you should be shouting abuse at players. Yeah. Calvin Phillips definitely did seem very bothered about this. He kept on looking back over when he was walking off the pitch. Uh, and I hope that Leeds United fan who, who uh, gave Calvin Phillips abuse never goes into Ellen Road again. I, I don't want him there. If you're going to shout abuse at the players uh, face to face, then yeah, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't want you there. Uh, but yeah, one one it finished. Uh, as I said, uh, we probably should have been outside, bottled the win. And is there a problem for you mentally with the players? The, the fact that we were in such control and, and end up bottling the win, really? Is there a problem mentally? I just think it's. Um, I think with the wastefulness of chances, I, uh, this is conspiracy theorist stuff because there's no evidence to back this up. But I think it's the case that when Bamford misses a chance like that, uh, when he hits the post or when he, when he uh, chips it over the bar, in his head, he's not thinking, oh, I'm so annoyed I've missed that chance. He's, th- he's thinking, well, well there'll, be, there'll be another one. There'll be another chance. There'll be another chance. Yeah. And it appears like everyone in the team has that mentality. That we just keep thinking, oh, another one will come round, another one will come round, we'll get the next one, we'll get the next one. And then and then it's like 85 minutes and we need to score a goal. And <laughs> yeah. it hasn't happened because we don't... It seems we don't mentally commit to the chances we've got. Yeah. We, we always think, well, I'll give this my best effort. I'm not denying the players put the effort in. I'm just thinking... They're probably thinking, right, even if I miss this, there'll be another one. You can't afford to think yeah, that. It's just, you've got to treat every chance you get, especially a good chance in a football game, as your last chance to score a goal. Yeah. Just really naive, if really. You, it is naive because if you go in with that, if you go in the mentality that right, this is my only chance I'm going to get in this game, I need to take it. You're, you've got the conviction you will score. If you go in thinking, oh, 50 I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a shot here, but you know, if I miss it, I'll get, Pablo will fire another crossover in about five minutes' time. It's you can't think yeah. like that. Yeah, I think the mentality of the, of the players in the squad is it's kind of a curse of yeah of, of playing the football that we do, playing so well, creating so many chances that it breeds slightly casual mentality. At times. Yeah, I, I do think that it, we, there is some sort of weak mentality there because we do keep on bottling it, and we, we should have definitely won this game. Absolutely, I'm sure. The, I'm sure um, the players will be aware of this. Yeah. and they'll be annoyed about the Swansea goal and, and this goal against Derby, and they will they will want to address it. 
Yeah, they, they absolutely will. Um, but yeah, more points dropped this season. All the points that we've dropped so far this season are at home as well. The tactics need to change for you at home because it, it does. There does seem to be a big problem with our home form com- compared to away form. We've won all our away games so far this season, and we've dropped all our points at home. Do uh, tactics need to change at home? I don't think that's down to tactics personally. I think it's because when we at Ellen Road, people just sit so deep, and the like the Derby players uh, cleared off their line th- at yeah. least three times. There were yeah. I mean, it's no secret that. When you're at home, the teams who are coming away to you, if you're a team like Leeds United playing the football, yeah, they're going to sit back and, and, and go on the counter there, there, there were times in that first half where Derby were just in their own box. Yeah, yeah, and it, there's no secret that teams who, who, go, who come to Ellen Road now, they're just going to sit back and hope for the best. But then when we go away, the teams who are at home, they're at home, they're, they're going to attack their more to please their fans. To win, yeah. Yes, but do we not need to change the tactics at home to to address the, the issues with with teams sitting back to it, do we do I we mean, not need to change something? Even Guardiola struggles with teams like Burnley that that uh, like last season when when Man City beat yeah. Burnley one nil and it was only due to goal line technology I mean, they won the game. You look at you look at last week Man City struggled away at uh, Norwich City. Now yes Norwich City did come out and and, and Preston probably shocked him a bit, but that yeah, know, but it, but it's yeah. teams like that like, like the likes of like Burnley would sit so deep and don't allow any space that you're always going to struggle because if if there's no space. You you resorted to playing their 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 game, and when you play a team at their own game, you're going to lose. When you play a team like Burnley in aerial game, or a team like Derby, who've got slightly bigger players like Chris Martin and Keo, who who are just lumps, crap footballers who yeah. are good in the air, <laughs> uh, and they and they 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 have such a low block in their team. We're going to struggle like that, and um, yes, it, it's frustrating, but yeah, there's not really much we can do to address the tax. I think. Besides personnel change, I don't see what else we can really change. What, yeah. Can you think of any tactical changes yeah. besides personnel? Well, it's Bielsa's job. and, and Bielsa, know, exactly. But we know that Bielsa, he only has his one system and he believes in that and the players believe in that and, and they only go that way. Even the, the only weakness in this team is mentality. It's not. Te- it's not. There's nothing technical as yeah. an, an issue. But something definitely needs to change at home because it is a concern. Uh, for sure, of course, missed this game as well. Shackleton played. And Shackleton is a good player, but... I just feel as though we do miss something with Forshaw. I never, I never thought that I'd be, ever be saying that we no, miss Forshaw, but I've, we I've did. Been, I've been very critical about Forshaw in the past for yeah, this have, podcast because yeah. um, I think he, I think he slows us down uh, occasionally. I think he, when often when he receives the ball, he just, like Elvis says, he just returns to sender. <laughs> he literally just passes it straight <laughs> back to whoever passes to him. It's really frustrating, but at times he does slow games down, and he also. Adds that bit of steel in the midfield, which Jamie Shackleton does not yeah. add. He adds that defensive resilience and that ability to take back control of a game when you're on the back foot. Yeah, absolutely. And you were saying on the drive up here as well, Alan Forshaw does the boring stuff, but yeah. it's vital to the, 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 the machine he's, he's, of the he's, team. He's a very dull footballer to watch, but he does enable better footballers than himself to play better. So. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that sounds like a very backhanded compliment, but... I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're an essential cog in the machine, it doesn't matter how glamorous your job is, really, is it? No. Uh, but I, I do feel as though we've missed Forshaw these past few games, and, and hopefully he's back uh, very soon. Uh, it's not a bash on Shackleton. Shackleton, I thought, I thought, did well, especially going forward. But Forshaw, uh, for me, he does add that bit of 
you know, solidarity in, in that midfield, definitely. Um, but yeah, a 1-1 draw there. A disappointing result, but remarkably, somehow we're still top of the championship table after all the other results. Swansea drew 0-0 away at Bristol City. Charlton lost 2-0 away at Wigan and all the other results. Uh, did keep us at the top of the championship table. We are, are only top on goal difference. I'm just going to look at uh, the results of the rest of the top six. Over the weekend, yeah, uh, we have only top and goal difference though on seventeen points. One's here, of course, in second. Uh, so yeah, we are on top uh, on goal difference. The table is still very, very tight, even after eight games. Uh, three points separate us from seventh place, Bristol City, which is just insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Fulham dropped points as well. Um, Wednesday dropped points. Um, who else is in the top six really? Can't think of anyone else. <laughs> and never mind. Uh, <laughs> Forest seem to be kind of doing quite well this season. Well, yeah, uh, for, Forest start doing too bad to be honest. But yeah, it's still very, very tight in in, in the table, which which is uh, which is remarkable to see. But we are still top of the league, which is great. And uh, yeah, hopefully we we continue to remain up there. Hopefully so. I mean, if you. <laughs> I just want to get out of this league. <laughs> don't we all? I'm sick of the championship. Yeah. Don't we all? Don't we I'm all? Sick of playing, yeah. I'm sick of playing Hull. I'm sick of playing Luton. <laughs> I'm sick of playing Charlton. Yeah. I'm, 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 oh, God. <laughs> I'm sick of oh having no TV revenue yeah. and terrible referees. And the yeah. only thing that's good about this league is that no fan of any club is plastic, really, <laughs> because there's no reason to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, don't we all just hate this that, league and we just fans, want to get out of it? The fans are the only good thing about the championship. Yeah. The rest of it is all bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Leeds still top of the league. Uh, you mentioned Hull there. Uh, uh, Leeds United Twenty-Three's played Hull uh, this week. Uh, last Friday. There, <laughs> good, good segue. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, Leeds United Twenty-Three's they did suffer a loss this week. Uh, last Friday away at Hull City, uh, they uh, lost two-one. Uh, unlike the six-nil win over Watford at Ellen Road, uh, only one. One regular first teamer played, and that was Luke Aylin. Uh He got the, he got through the game uh, unscathed, uh, which is good. He looks like he'll be back soon, uh, and it'll be good to see Aylin back. Yeah, good player by all accounts for the uh, team spirit. He's a very popular lad. Yeah, bit of a joker, Bill, <laughs> <laughs> um, and a good footballer as well when he's on form. Yeah, um, but he's not coming. I don't think he'll come back in for Dallas. No, at the moment, I'd, be, right I'd back, be surprised. Yeah. I'd be very surprised. If you replace Dallas, yeah, Dallas has been fantastic this season. He, he's really been immense. But you suggested earlier we, at left back we do seem to have Alioski starting there. But uh, when when he's going off and Douglas is coming on, Douglas on the left hand side isn't really too impressive. Would you personally move Dallas to the left and Ellen at right back? Would you make that change or would you just keep it the same? I mean, it's a difficult decision because Dallas is so effective down that right hand side. That do you? Really... It, it was effective down that down that uh, left hand side as well, especially against. Uh, Derby in the playoff semi-final. He was, he was. Um, he scored two goals, and that was. It was. He was the only person. Who, he was the only lad who turned up for that game. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know about moving him over. I think he's so. If if a player is comfortable and playing really well in a position, do you want to alter that or mess with that? Yeah. I feel like you, you're tinkering with something that, that that could break. Yeah, it's like don't change a winning formula. Yeah. Why? Why? If he's performing well at right back, why would you? Yeah, moving from right back, it, yeah. it doesn't really make much sense, and it's unfortunate for Ailing 
because he's a good player. He's a good player, and he got he got injured at a really unfortunate time. He got injured just before the start of the season. Yeah. He's been out for like six six to eight weeks. He's he had surgery and everything. Yeah, and he looks like he's just coming back in. And as a player who's just coming back in from injury, you probably want to think. I mean. No player will admit this, but you're secretly thinking, I hope whoever's in my position has been playing poorly, so I just jump straight back in. Yeah, they'll, but, they'll be thinking that back of their minds, definitely. Yeah, back of their minds, um, selfishly. But hopefully, side before self kicks in, they realise that <laughs> the team needs to win games. And yeah. if Dallas is playing well, I might have to sit on the bench for a bit. Yeah. And I might have to think, oh, yeah. But he's going to struggle to get back into that right is, position because Dallas is playing well, unless you do change the system. But again, you why would the system, you? Or Dallas, Dallas's form drops off. Which is a possibility. Oh, Dallas gets suspended or injured himself. Uh, yeah, which is also a much more likely possibility because um, we always get pick up injuries. <laughs> and uh, to be fair, we're pretty good with suspensions, but injuries always kick in. So yeah, we'll, we'll see if how uh, all that pans out. Yeah, uh, but I'm pleased to see him get more minutes. Um, look, looking pretty much ready to join the bench. So yeah, please. He is. Yeah, uh, Ryan Emerson. He returned to the under 23s. He's been uh, out for the uh, past few games. Uh, wonder, wonder where he has been. Uh, I was watching this game and he looked. I'm, I'm trying to find a word better to use than petulant. He looked a bit when people weren't kind of crossing to him when he wanted it, when he when he wasn't receiving the ball when he wanted it. He was getting a bit annoyed and a bit yeah. kind of. And you want to see that kind of frustration in the strike. You do. You want to see. You want players that want to get on the ball that want Absolutely. to create, that want to do something that want to have a few shots but he just looked a bit he, uh, he looks like he looked like he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder I don't know whether that's maybe because he's been out of the team for a couple of weeks and he, he thinks he should be um, I don't know whether he thinks he should be main man or should we move up to the up to the bench like Shackleton and Gotts or whether he thinks he's getting ideas that people are replacing him and he's maybe he's, he's having kind of mental issues there he just he played he played reasonably well. He just he just he's it looked like his, his attitude was slightly off. Yeah, what I saw, um, which is not a, it's it's it's, a, it's a bit frustrating to see, but it's not it's a solvable problem. Yeah, just get him get get him a run of games. He'll start scoring. His mood will lift back up, and players always have to go up through ups and downs um, in kind of in you know enthusiasm mentality and yeah. and what they want to what they feel like contributing. Uh, sadly, but. Yeah, he just looked a bit frustrated. He looked a bit annoyed. He looked a bit kind of yeah. It w- it's good to see him back in the end twenty three. Yeah, it's though. nice to see him back. Uh, I hope he gets a run of games and scores a few goals. And it, this, this kind of cloud that he's got on him at the moment just kind of passes over. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, it was a two one loss, unfortunately. But the end twenty three, they're still a good team. Still cracking players who play really nice football. Um, and the, the game was played at the impressive KCOM Stadium. Uh, so another great experience for the youngsters. Yeah, uh, another proper ground rather than just wandering around training pitches yeah um i, I don't say that sarcastically or patronizingly but they need to they are professional footballers in training you don't play professional football in training grounds you play it in proper football grounds yeah so the more you play in proper football grounds the more you'll get used to it yeah they're, oh, they're oh. getting used to playing at ellen road to play at sellers park a few weeks ago kick stadium is a proper nice stadium for me so does look a bit like a rugby pitch, though. Yeah, <laughs> well, they do share it with uh, the whole FC yeah. rugby team. But, yeah, another great experience for them playing at a nice stadium. But, uh, yeah, it was unfortunately a loss, but hopefully to do uh, bounce back from that in the next game. Uh, in other news, Leeds United have won something. Uh, remarkably, Marcel Bielsa and Leeds United have won the FIFA Fair Play Award at the FIFA Best Football Awards 2019, which were held in Milan last Monday. And, Charles, this came as a surprise for everyone, didn't it? Uh, yes, because of the uh, prestige of this award. Um, this award is generally awarded to p- 
people who have kind of done great acts of kind of heroism or have um, sacrificed a lot in the name of sportsmanship or have I've, I've just uh, really held up the standard of what football is all about and in the same season we were caught regularly spying on every other team in the championship <laughs> uh, we had the likes of Patrick Bamford uh, pretending to be punched by uh, El Ghazi we had Mateus Click squirting water bottles in people's faces for no reason <laughs> We we were regularly just um, shit housing everybody for no reason uh, when people were getting free kicks booting it away. <laughs> we did all of this, and someone did a player one. I'm I'm just gonna list off. Uh, someone tagged tag me in this uh, yesterday. I'm gonna list off uh, previous winners of this award and the reasons they have won this award. Uh, right. In 2013, the Afghanistan Football Federation won the award for solidarity in football against all odds through the after-effects of a war, disorder, and conflict. Right. Um, <laughs> I'll, re- I'll read the next one. Uh, it, was, it was awarded in 2016 to Atletico Nacional. Um, it was awarded to them uh, because of... They, they, put, they, they, they played the title. Oh, sorry, they requested uh, Con Mebol to award Chap- Japanese... That's genuinely pronounced. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> it was Japanese or Japanese. I don't know how it's pronounced. With the 2016 Copa Sudamericana, so they they they, t- they t- basically told the football authorities to award the, this cup, this competition, to another team because of um, a plane crash that affected their team and their yeah. fans. So that um, in 2017, um, uh, a guy called Francis Kone won it because he saved the life of an opponent by administering on-pitch first aid after a collision. Incredible. So, so this guy had, had, had won a challenge, had the ball, saw someone struggling behind him, abandoned an attack and saved the man's life. Yeah. And he won the Fair Play Award. Yeah. Right. Uh, in 2018, last year, Leonard Thigh won the, won, the, <laughs> won the award because he missed a match for in, in the Dutch League for uh, VVV Venlo, I don't know how you pronounce it, against PSV Eindhoven, because he donated blood to a leukemia patient, he donated stem cells. So these are the kind of excellent human beings that have won this award in the past. And we've won it for uh, giving Aston Villa a goal. This is the official, uh, the official, official reason we won this. In 2019, it was awarded to Marcelo Bielsa and Leeds United because we allowed Aston Villa to score because we'd scored, which is another example of bad fair play. We scored a goal while they had a player injured down, and then we allowed them to score when opposed. I mean, supposedly, FIFA thought we 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 allowed them to score and then cost ourselves promotion. We we couldn't have won promotion even if we'd won this game. It was impossible, mathematically impossible. I think there had to be like a fifteen goal swing. I mean, it was decided. Days, but at least United have won the fair play award, even fair play award for letting Aston Villa score an uncontested goal in that one-one draw with them at Ellen Road uh, back in the last season, twenty-eighth of April. Uh, and as you mentioned, same game that Bamford uh, got El Ghazi sent off for pretending to be punched only for El Ghazi's red card to be overturned at Bamford then to be banned for the, for the uh, games after that it's just funny it's, it's just unbelievable I mean <laughs> we, we literally we shit housed them like 10 like 5 minutes prior because we ran down the pitch and just scored a goal <laughs> while it's someone down injured which is within the rules, but not really fair play. No, Spygate, we didn't break any rules, but again, it's not really we, fair we play. We have demonstrated no aspects of sports, sportsmanship throughout the entire season. <laughs> that one moment, and that one moment against Aston Villa, someone has been at Ward. And even then, Potter Shanson tried to, t- <laughs> tried to t- 
tackle them. So he didn't even do that properly. Yes, and, he, and he's going to Marcel Bielsa and Leeds United squad. Um, a lot of people did have their laugh, which is fair enough because it's quite funny and, and surprising. Uh, many, of course, did point out the fact that we were uh, that we awarded this the same year as Spygate happened. Um, of course, uh, we didn't break any rules there, but a big scandal. and It's just so ironic. We win the Fair Play Award and we've been... We've just not been unfair. We, we've not been fair at all the entire season, apart from that one moment against Aston Villa. And <laughs> we've won the award. Just, it's unbelievable. The prestige of that award and how we've won it, and, <laughs> and the fact that the entire club just just took the mick and did, did not care whatsoever. <laughs> we, we, oh, we, we, the club have really taken uh, the mick. Uh, Leeds United on, on the official Twitter account, put in the bio the official Twitter, Twitter account of the 2019 Fair Play Award winners, Leeds United. Uh, it's it, it brilliant. It's brilliant. Twitter on Monday night was a fantastic place. The, the square ball changed their names to the fair ball. Yeah. Twi- Twitter on Monday night was a fantastic place. It was hilarious. Leeds United boiling piss again, <laughs> which is BBC great. Five Live found it very amusing, the fact we won it. Yeah, um, it is amusing. You, you listed off all the people who have won it in the past have done incredible things we've won it for just letting Aston Villa score a goal in a, in a meaningless game for us it's brilliant um, Marcel Bielsa he wasn't there um, surprise surprise I mean Bielsa he, he's just so he, he, he's probably watching Charlton games from yeah. 2013 yeah, he probably is in, in his, in his Weatherby flat yeah. and who, who could blame him Yeah, he, he doesn't really like taking all, all the credit he, he likes uh, giving his players credit but Marcel Bielsa wasn't there to pick up the award so instead Luke Kalen one of the uh, Coaching staff was there to pick up the award and say their thanks and divide out a letter from Marcel Bielsa. A massive, massive speech from Marcel Bielsa. Just, <laughs> I didn't really understand what, what the coach was saying. The uh, assistant coach was French and his accent was difficult to understand. Yeah, and, and he kept on not, he wasn't really able to translate it in full, but Bielsa. I mean, he was a French man translating something from Spanish into English. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to feel for the guy. Yeah. He has a three. He has a three language problem there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why Liam. Co- I mean, obviously, uh, is instructed the assistant coach to read it on behalf of Bielsa. I felt Cooper could have read it out and. Yeah. Although hearing that entire speech in Liam Cooper's Yorkshire accent would have been even funnier. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Liam Cooper just comes up and he's like, "Hello, good evening, everyone." Hello, good evening. Yeah, hello, good evening. <laughs> thank, thank you. While uh, Lionel Messi and Virgil Van Dijk and uh, Jurgen Klopp are sat yeah, in the audience, uh, I mean, Liam Cooper is is in the same room amongst the world's greatest footballers. He's just up there in his Yorkshire accent. Uh, Messi, Van Dijk, they're all probably watching on, thinking, "Who on earth is this guy?" And a lot of people, I think, were wondering. Why has this English second-tier club won a FIFA Best Award? <laughs> it's great. Uh, Liam Cooper, I mean, how far he's come. It was great seeing him pictured up there, all, all dressed up, picking up a FIFA Award. It's great. <laughs> it was great. I mean, didn't didn't Dave Hocker there sign Liam Cooper? I'm pretty sure he did. From from Chesterfield? For yeah, yeah. A, a bargain price. Five years later, he, uh, he's accepting a FIFA Fair Play Award on behalf of Leeds United and Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> Life comes at you real fast. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So, yeah, Leeds United picking up the uh, FIFA Fair Play Award uh, at the uh, FIFA Best uh, Awards uh, ceremony. Uh, afterwards, uh, Ravazani and Cooper, they were pictured alongside uh, Kylian Mbappe. Uh, nice to see uh, Ravazani and Cooper taking time out to take pictures with uh, some fans. 
Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> picture with Mbappe. Yeah, we, we were joking on the way up um, <laughs> that Mbappe is definitely signing for Leeds. Yeah, is that Mbappe to Leeds confirmed now? No, it's so not. QSI side to, to buy a Leeds United at the end of the season, first signing Mbappe. We're going to be filthy rich. Is that it? <laughs> we're not going to be that rich. None of that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a fantastic night for Leeds United winning a FIFA Best Award. It's, it's a major honour. It's a major honour. It's fantastic. It is a major honour. And it's the first trophy of uh, the uh, many trophies that we're going to win this season. Because of course first we are going to win the FA Cup. First the trophy we've won in a long time. Uh, yeah. Since I think since 1992 was the last time we won a trophy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. I don't think we've won one since. Um, yeah, so. it's a major honour. It's a trophy. We, we should be happy. It's yeah. fantastic, and yeah, it's the first of many trophies this season. Yeah, All right. you <laughs> hope so. Don't get carried away, mate. <laughs> you hope so. You hope so. Um, we're not, not going to be lifting the FA Cup in a, in, in June, mate. <laughs> no, <laughs> sadly. Uh, in other news, then uh, a few uh, Leeds United players have signed uh, new contracts at the club. Uh, Leeds United uh, announced earlier. We're recording this on Tuesday. They announced earlier uh, that uh, Charlie Cresswell and Stuart McIntyre have signed. Uh, their first professional contracts with the club which is fantastic fantastic mckinstry has been at the club for about two minutes and he's yes, already signed a pro contract he, he signed for the club like two weeks ago and he's already <laughs> a professional player a yeah. meteoric rise <laughs> to, a, to and um obviously uh Cress, what's his name cresswell he's he's the son of richard cresswell isn't he i'm not uh, sure yeah he's uh richard cresswell he used to play for leeds about 15 years ago. Yeah. So Charlie Cresswell is his son, isn't it? And he's um, just signed professional terms of the club. So that's that's great to see. Yeah. And uh, a few under 23s have signed uh, new deals uh, Temenuskov, uh, Hazana, and uh, Stewick. Uh, but yeah, but those are all the uh, Leeds United players uh, who have signed a new contract uh, at the club, uh, which is great to see. Uh, well, now let's uh, look ahead to uh, Leeds United's next game. Uh, of course, we go away to the Valley uh, this Saturday to take on Lee Bullier's Charlton Athletic. I would have liked to have this game. Yeah, it's just a bit far. Yeah, and uh, the tickets went uh, just like immediately. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a nice little, re- nice uh, little reunion with uh, Lee Boyer. He should get a good reception from the uh, away fans. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, a very good player for the club. Left under a bit of a cloud, but he had a very good career at the club. It's got, yeah, it's got a lot of goals. Yeah, in that, in that Champions League campaign and the. You know, the, f- the final good years before the great plunge <laughs> into the rest of the into the rest of the century so far yeah where we've by and large been terrible <laughs> for the last couple of years yeah uh, of course Bo yeah, he's doing fantastic as manager so far of course got Charlton promoted from League 1 to the Championship last season uh, so they are a new team in the uh, Championship and they've uh, had a great start to the season uh, they were uh, up with us around the top of the table uh, but they have lost their last two games uh, they lost 1-0 uh, at home to uh, Birmingham and then lost 2-0 uh, Away to Wigan in their last game, they've dropped uh, all the way down to eighth now. But they are uh, only uh, <laughs> three points behind us, <laughs> only, which only, is funny. Yeah, uh, they're, they're only three points behind us. Uh, by all the, by all accounts, and what I hear, that Birmingham loss was a classic case of being shit housed by a Birmingham team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it was. They were time wasting. They were chucking the ball out, kicking the ball into the stands. Uh, apparently, uh, Boyu Boyu got sent off in that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he kicked a ball at the Birmingham bench wow. in frustration. <laughs> Love it. Dirty leads. <laughs> uh, yeah, dirty leads. So even though uh, I think he was initially a Charlton Academy product was Lee, but yeah. I think we signed him from Charlton. So he's popular there as he is here. I'm sure he get a good reception with the fans. But yeah, that, that, that was apparently an unfortunate loss. The Wigan loss is apparently their worst performance of the season so far. Yeah, I, I can imagine so. 2 0 loss away at Wigan. So they they were they were unhappy with that performance. So they'll yeah. be They'll be back at home and they'll be wanting to win again. Yeah, they're back at home. They'll, they'll be raring to go and, and be right up for this. And We've got some good news, though. 
Uh, Lyle Taylor is, of course, um, yes, out injured, so he's their top scorer. He's been one of the kind of surprise packages of the league so far. A bit of a dark horse for for top goal scorer in the league. Yeah, so so that's a positive for, yep. for Leeds United. Uh, Charlton's top goal scorer uh, is out, uh, but Charlton they will still be be up for this. They've they've dropped down to eighth, so they'll want to get uh, right back up there, especially seeing as though it is still so tight, just three points separating us, who are at the top <laughs> with uh, Charlton who are uh, in eighth place. Um, but Charlton, they, they are newly promoted side. We should be winning this, and we need to win this really. We've got a good away record. We've got an excellent away record so far. Six games, uh, one so far. So as that said, um, the record is eight for Leeds. Uh, yeah, consecutive away games one. So, so let's just let's just let's, keep let's, on let's, doing let's, that. Let's get to nine. Let's yeah. set a new record. But we but we don't have a good record uh, going away uh, to uh, to play games in London or against Charlton. You know, uh, <laughs> kind, <laughs> or, of or against Charlton. kind of a double whammy. Kind of a double whammy. Yeah. So uh, our past few visits to London, our past ten visits, uh, we've won one game. That was a three-one win uh, away at QPR. That was, of course, in the FA Cup. Um, <laughs> the, uh, well, <laughs> I'm trying to think, think who, who had a masterclass. Oh no, that was in the league three one uh, win. The uh, the Pavel Sabicki masterclass. Yeah, that, 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 that was in one of his two good games for Leeds. So we picked up five points in total from our past ten visits uh, to uh, London. Uh, yeah, our last one a one one draw away at Millwall. Five points of a possible thirty. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have a good record going to London, and uh, yeah, we don't have a good record against Charlton. Uh, we are winless in our last five meetings, three losses and uh, two draws. But the last time we did play them was uh, on the 30th of April uh, 2016. So we're a different kettle of fish now. We're a much better side, and we, we should really be winning this. We should, but we cannot underestimate them. Because no. um, Sheffield United came up from League One and then were really good. No, <laughs> and yeah. they, and they, they, they carried the momentum. Charlton were really good and um, of course beat Sunderland in the playoff final last year they've got a lot of resolve they've got some good players I mean, yeah. we, we can't underestimate them we can't underestimate them but we, we need to we need to win if, we, if, we, if we're currently struggling at home which we are we need to win our away games to, to yeah. make up for it and as you say we're doing brilliant away uh, won all of our six away games so far this season and we need to bounce back from that uh, disappointing derby uh, score and, uh, and uh, beat Charlton it'll be a good game against Charlton as well Charlton like to play good football we play good football should be entertaining yeah it'll be a very entertaining game very open game it'll, it'll probably be similar to the Barnsley game I would imagine yeah it'll be, it'll be a very open game a uh, uh, lot of chances for both sides we've just got to take our chances and, yeah. um, and, and we'll be fine yeah uh, the lineup for you uh, will it be unchanged from the last one does Helder Costa and, and Eddie and Ketchy need to start finally I would I would start Helder Costa in this game on the left hand side I'm um, I think I'd start. I would start in Ketia as well. I, I want to. Yeah. I want to see him start a game. For me, I would. I mean, Bamford had a good game against Derby. I he just it, didn't score for me. I think if we bring Bamford on, his hold-up play at the end of the game to slow the game down yeah. will help massively. Yeah, exactly. And and teams, you know, when you're bringing on Bamford, is a is a bigger person than Dan in, in terms of height and, and his strength and, and build even though he doesn't really show, really show his, his, his strength too much he, he is a lot bigger than Nketiah and if you're bringing him on late uh, defenders aren't really going to be too nice because they're all going to be shattered they're going to have to uh, defend against Bamford I, as well as you know, if it was the other way around Nketiah coming on with his pace but Shut for me for me Bamford he's been playing well just as a goal scorer, as I said earlier, he's just not not prolific. He's just not as good as a goal scorer. Where and Ketia, yes, he didn't score against Derby, but every other time that he's played, he's coming on and he's scoring goals. And for me, you, you start them too. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But Kossin and Ketia, for me, have to start on Sunday. And uh, yeah, if we go 2-0 up, 3-0 up uh, before we have to make any subs, then that's great. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, for sure, if he's fit, would you put him back in? I would. Yeah. And that. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely He's, would um, put Foreshore back in. We've missed him. We have yeah. missed him. Yeah, I definitely would put Foreshore back in. Uh, score predictions. Do you think Leeds will win this? I do. I do think we'll win it. Yeah. What are you going for? We're going for a 1-0 win. 1-0 like win. 1-0 win. away win. Oh, that's... Oh, that's going to that's gonna be nervy. A, ne- a nervy 1-0 away win. That's going to be nervy. I'm going to go 3-1. I reckon there'll be a few goals. I reckon Charlton will get on the score sheet, but I think there'll be a lot of chances. I just think there'll be the. I just think we'll get the winning goal. I think it'll be only one goal. Yeah, I, I, I reckon. No, I reckon there'll, there'll reckon, be a few uh, goals. It'll be Mateus Click to uh, atone for his error. <laughs> Out of from penalty spot. I'm no, I'm not, I'm not specifying no. the manner of goal. I'm just saying he's going to score one. Yes. I don't care if he comes off his ass cheek. Yes. If, it, if it wins us the game. Yeah. So you're going one 0 to Leeds United. I'm going to go three uh, one to uh, Leeds United. We should win this, and uh, yeah, we really need to win this if we want to stay top of the league. Uh, yeah. We, we do yeah. We need to stop dropping. Stop dropping points. We need to stop dropping. Dropping you stupid yeah, points. Stupid we don't points, need to yeah. drop. Yeah, uh, but both going there, Leeds win this weekend. Uh, that does bring us to the uh, end of episode 36 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you very much to uh, Charles, as always, for joining me in the studio. Thank you for having me on, mate. And uh, thank you to uh, everyone who has uh, listened or watched. Uh, we really do uh, appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed them, why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Give us a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Share the podcast around. Uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Search for All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search for All Things Leeds on Facebook uh, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel as well if you have not already uh, me and Charles we will be back next week but for now take care and we'll see you later <laughs>